0: With WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting. Often, the only snowmobile accidents you hear about are the ones that end in death or severe injury. But a study by the Marshfield Clinic Research Institute estimates there are more than 600 snowmobile-related injuries a year in Wisconsin. WXPR's Katie Thorson reports.
1: Wisconsin law requires people to report any injuries, big or small, they get while snowmobiling to the DNR. Over the last decade, anywhere from 50 to 150 snowmobile-related injuries get reported to the Wisconsin DNR each year. New research published in the Wisconsin Medical Journal suggests those numbers are underreported. Epidemiologist Jennifer King with the Marshfield Clinic Research Institute was one of the authors of the study.
2: Kind of to be expected. I mean, people um, are probably reluctant to report or maybe they don't
1: know that they need to report. King and her fellow researchers found medical reports from Marshfield's hospitals in Park Falls, Ladysmith, and Marshfield that more than 1,000 people suffered snowmobile-related injuries during a five-year period. She says when you take into account that people may be treated through other healthcare systems or never report their injury to anyone, and the number of registered snowmobiles in the state, there are likely around 600 snowmobile-related injuries each year in Wisconsin.
2: It was somewhat surprising to us how many were uh, treated as outpatients, meaning that they went to their uh, family physician or urgent care rather than having to seek treatment at the emergency room. So those minor injuries are a lot more underreported. We hear a lot about the fatalities and the more serious injuries. But the the high number, the 75, almost 75 percent of patients were seen uh, through family physicians or outpatient um, care was kind of a unique finding.
1: Of those injuries, about one in three had some kind of broken bone, usually somewhere in the arm. King encourages people to report injuries to the DNR so that it can lead to better education and hopefully reduce those numbers.
2: You know, looking at these numbers, it's 640 people in our state who could be burdened by an injury, um, meaning that they are missing time from work or they're not able to engage in the hobbies that they would like to do or their quality life decreases. So I think our, our message is really enjoy your snowmobiling, but make sure that you ride in control, um, use good etiquette, use good judgment, um, and be aware
1: of those uh, kind of changing terrain conditions. We have a link to the report at WXPR.org. Katie Thorson, WXPR News.
0: Nicolet College is the latest Wisconsin technical college to add a food pantry to its services for students. The college began offering food pickup last month. Katie Brooks is the Nicolet College Career Center coordinator.
1: Through other staff on campus, I was receiving word that students were facing more insecurities than they had before. Um, From advisors and instructors, um, I just had more and more conversations.
0: Students can pick what items they want through an online order form. Pick up is every other week. Brindley Kuhn is the Nicolet College Student Government Governor.
1: We thought that if they're going to be on campus and um, part of the campus's job is to help our students, um, it would be a good thing to have it on campus for those students who do come and who do live farther away.
0: It's open to all students enrolled in classes. There are no income requirements. A new trial and a second conviction led to the same sentence for a Tomahawk man accused of a sexual assault at a Rhinelander area school. On Friday, 69-year-old Stavros Iliopoulos was sentenced to 14 years in prison to be followed by 16 years' extended supervision. The sentence was handed down by Oneida County Circuit Judge Michael Bloom. Iliopoulos was found guilty of first-degree sexual assault of a child, false imprisonment, and child enticement. The assault had been reported at Northwoods Community Elementary School in 2018. Iliopoulos was a contracted employee of a janitorial firm at the time. Eliopoulos had previously been convicted and sentenced to 14 years, but that conviction was thrown out because Eliopoulos claimed his lawyer had not been effective. A new trial was ordered, and Eliopoulos was found guilty by a jury for a second time in December. Lawsaw Mayor Katie Rosenberg says she expects that city leaders will spend much of this year crafting the plan to remove lead pipes from the city's water infrastructure, both on the public and private side. Rosenberg expects the city to have a better idea of what a timeline for the plan will look like later this spring.
1: We're finishing up the draft plan. We worked with a consultant to figure out what is it that we need uh, for us. And then I'm hoping at least by that time that we'll have more information from the state on how this will work.
0: Rosenberg would like to have some sort of plan for replacing pipes so residents know when they will be focusing on specific neighborhoods.
1: That's the goal, and especially as it comes to those street reconstructions, the big ones, um, because that's the that's really the opportunity.
0: Rosenberg says they are already working to dovetail as many lead service line replacements as they can with major street reconstruction projects.
1: Because that's, the, that's really the opportunity to fix it all right away.
0: It also remains unclear what funding sources will be available for residents, as Rosenberg and others have said they don't want the expense falling entirely on the shoulders of the home and property owners. It's estimated there are some 8,000 lead service lines still in use in Warsaw, and the cost to replace them all could reach $80 million. Rosenberg expects more information during the April Waterworks meeting. A release sent out by the Department of Health Services says that tobacco sales to underage purchasers remain high. The legal age of tobacco turned to 21 in 2019, and now the DHS is launching a public campaign trying to combat the issue. Before it became law, underage sales came in around 5.5 percent. But in 2021, those under 21 were able to purchase tobacco and other nicotine products at 14 percent. That was the highest rate in over a decade. In 2022, the rate did dip to 11.9 percent, but DHS is not pleased with those numbers. Their hope is to drop that percentage drastically, as they say young people can become addicted before they understand the risks of using nicotine products. This story is courtesy of WAOW-TELEVISION. For WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting.